Man, no comeback this week. No, no comeback. No comeback. No. <laughs> but let me tell you, you got to admire what what he, what he has done this year. But I think their their tank is empty. Yep. They don't have Hunter, the wide Travis, Hunter. Travis yep. Hunter anymore. So uh, that's a strange deal. It's really strange. That was a good win they had last week. Yep. I mean, oh yeah, tying it up right at the end of regulation mm-hmm. and then winning in overtime. It, it is unbelievable. It was a good win. It was. At the same time though. You know they were they were 20, 20, 21 point favorites taking yeah. overtime. Yeah, we knew this was coming with Colorado eventually because we knew this this game is looming. Next week they host USC. Can Dion keep his guys motivated? Can they bounce back? Who knows? We knew this was coming. This was a team that the over under was four wins. This team won one game last season. Yeah, they already exceeded the expectations, but. You know, to not even score a point today, it's tough. They don't have number four yet. They don't. <laughs> they do not. They don't have it yet. It is perplexing to me. A year ago, the Pac-12 was so bad that the Pac-12 this year is pretty good. Right now, Oregon leads Colorado in the fourth, 42-zip. Utah leads UCLA in the fourth quarter, 14 to nothing. A wonderful matchup tonight uh, in Pullman, Washington, Oregon State and Washington State. Both teams are undefeated. Oregon State is a road a favorite by three. Arizona and Stanford tonight, they're not very good. USC at Arizona State, USC's favored by a whopping 33, and Cal plays at Washington. Washington favored by 20. You got Washington, Ben, and Scotty. You got Washington. You got USC. You've got Washington State and Oregon State. You've got Utah and UCLA, and you got Oregon. Who's going to win the Pac-12 this year? I'm just wondering where Washington State and Oregon State are going. Do we know? No, we don't we know don't, yet. We, we, don't don't know. Know. we don't even know if the Pac-12 is technically going to dissolve after this year. It's still TBD. Yeah. You know, hint, hint, oh, hint. There's only two teams. There's only left. two teams. But yeah. can we go buy the Pac-12? It's a good. It used to be a good name. <laughs> we'll can we be go buy the name. <laughs> <laughs> That's something, Scotty. With all with all your. <laughs> all your domains and all your name, you ought to do that. I, the irony, though, if at the end of the season the Pac-12 has the most ranked teams, oh, the irony. Yeah, it is, it's a strange deal in college football. We'll talk about that, get you up to date on the games. Plus, there's a lot of golf to talk about. Ryder the, Cup. The Ryder Cup, Solheim Cup, final day tomorrow from España in Spain. We'll talk about that and much, much more. This is the 15th Club, part of Sports Saturday on KLBJ Radio. Brought to you by Texas Mutual Insurance and by ABC Bank. We are broadcasting again uh, from the iconic Burger Place, Dirty Martin's Place on Guadalupe near 29th Street. This is a place to come to watch all college football action tonight. They'll have the Horns and Baylor. They're going to have Notre Dame and Ohio State and all the big games. They got them on right now, too, on all the screens. Uh, This is the place to be, Dirty Martin's Place, for great burgers, fries, drinks, and so on and so forth. And we'll be back with more on the 15th Club, part of Sports Saturday on KLBJ Radio, right after this. Welcome back to the 15th Club on KLBJ Radio, part of Sports Saturday. That's the theme song from Friday Night Lights, starring our good friend Brad Leland and Kyle Chandler. Welcome back. This is the 15th Club, part of Sports Saturday. Our show proudly brought to you by ABC Bank and by Texas Mutual Insurance. We get you ready for the Longhorns and the fight in Baylor Bears for the final time. The final time. The series will end tonight. And, fellas, I don't think it's going to happen for a long, long time. I asked Steve Sarkeesian on Monday. He says, well, if you say we'll play Baylor uh, next year, TCU will get mad. If you play TCU, Tech will get mad. If Tech play Tech, Houston will get mad. I don't think this this series is going to 
reappear anytime soon, Scotty. We've watched many. I've, this is my first game at, at the stadium was Texas-Baylor a long time ago. Yeah, we, I think we've all got mixed feelings about going into the SEC because we lose these old rivalries. I was, we were at a Cork Crenshaw uh, course opening over in Alabama the last couple of days and around a lot of Auburn people and we talked a little bit about our friend John Butler. Somebody was wearing those funky glasses that he invented, the yeah. clip, clip together glass. And we mentioned LSU, and these Auburn people just recoiled. Really? And and over in the <laughs> SEC, they have these long-time rivalries. Right. Like we've had in the, well, the Southwest Conference and then, you the know, Big going 12. forward to the Big 12. So um, I'm going to miss some of those. I, I really too. am. I, I, I'm really going to miss you know, I, I'll miss them all. TCU, Tech, Baylor, Houston's been gone for a while, so it's not like that's a big deal anymore. But, yeah, it's going to be a big deal. Well, you know, and I'm 28, guys. You all know this. And so I grew up with the Big 12. And it's a regional thing. It's a Texas thing. Growing up, the you know, the original Big 12, Texas had, they'd go play A&M. They'd go play uh, Texas Tech. You know, they'd. Baylor. And, and Baylor. Yeah. Now we get to go play TCU. They're adding Houston. It's still regional. Going to the SEC, you'll play one team in your in your state. So we got used to these in-state rivalries. I just wish that Texas could learn from their mistakes. Their biggest rival, A and M, they haven't played each other in twelve years. And you'd yeah. hope that it, that you it get doesn't... them tomorrow. You get next year, get them next year. Yeah. But but my point is, you'd hope that this doesn't repeat with Texas Tech or with a Baylor, or even a TCU. We, we, we don't see Texas Tech and Texas play each other for 12 years because that, to me, guys, is the big one. Yeah, that's the bad news. The good news is we get Arkansas back, who is a yep. long-time rival. Mm-hmm. We get a yeah. and back, yeah. and we keep Oklahoma. So, yeah. I mean, there is some uh, Give and take. symmetry, but... Yeah. Yeah, but, you know, I'm a traditionalist. I don't know. I'm a traditionalist, too, and I would much rather see in non-conference game instead of Texas playing Louisiana Monroe Mm -hmm. or some directional school, put Tech there, put Baylor there, put TCU there. In my opinion, Texas Tech is the big one. You know, and and the rumors were at first that Texas and Tech were going to – they had this agreement. They'd continue the rivalry on in the years to come non-conference, but supposedly Texas backed out. That's when Texas hired – Chris Beard, I think, true, true. made him mad. So, well, I, I wish we'd get him back. Yeah, I, I mean, Texas hasn't played A&M in 12 years. You'd hope that it's not the same case for Texas Tech. It's kind of a no-win deal, though, if you play somebody that used to be in your conference and yeah. you lose, yeah, and then yeah. they go, hey, yeah. we're glad you're it's gone, not a but we can beat game. you. Yeah. Speaking of the conference, let's look at the Big 12 games going on right now. Kansas still leads uh, Brigham Young 35-20 to in the fourth quarter. West Virginia lurking in an upset. Back in Morgantown, they lead Texas Tech 13-10 to in the fourth quarter. Iowa State now up by 10 against Gundy and Oklahoma State. Man, Gundy's having a tough year. Lost to Major Applewhite's team last week. South Alabama, Iowa State leads 27-17. to As we said earlier, Oklahoma a winner today over Cincinnati. TCU over SMU. Horns and Baylor tonight. Sam Houston and Houston and UCF at Kansas State. Looking up at the Alabama game, Alabama still leads 24-10 in the fourth quarter, but Ole Miss is driving. Uh, they're about at midfield. they got to score a bunch of points for Lane Kiffin to win this game. Golf news. Solheim Cup, the Women's Ryder Cup in Spain. Uh, a big comeback by the Euros. It's tied 8-8 entering the final day. It's kind of neat that they have the Solheim Cup back-to-back with the Ryder Cup. It, even though it's football season and you have to be a real golf fan to, to get involved. 
Um, Solheim Cup is going to be very competitive and fun to watch tomorrow. But then next week, the big one, uh, the Ryder Cup in Rome. And I don't know what to think. Uh, we talked about it. I think it's I think it's 50-50. I really do. Scotty, at first blush, and we talked about it last week with our friend Mark Brooks, I, I, I hate to say this, I like the European team, Scotty, with Rom and Rory and Victor Hovland and Ludwig Aberg of Texas Tech, and it's on European soil. That scares the heck out of me. It does. Uh, you know, that's a big – it's a – big change for some of these players that don't have the experience of being in such a hostile crowd yeah and boy you talk about europeans they live and die by the Ryder cup they do and they really really want to win so there will be some heckling there will be some comments there'll be cheering there'll be the soccer songs there'll be everything you have to deal with so guys right now via las vegas the uh, mgm the Americans are minus one thirty to win it. That, Explain that. So that means if you, if you want to win a hundred bucks, you got to put down one hundred thirty dollars. So yeah. they are the favorite. The Euros are plus one ten. That's a good bet, in my opinion, guys. The Euros. Take the Euros. I would take the Euros right now. You <laughs> know, even without the live players, the U.S. has the advantage with one live player, who's Brooks Kipka, yeah, who, who's probably the most prominent of the live players. I just, you know, like you said, Scotty, you know, it's it's uh, they're on their home turf. I think they have. The better of the young players that are rookies for the Ryder Cup. This is good. It's, it's, it's an interesting year. We've got some guys. The guy that you like a lot, uh, Max Homa, mm-hmm. young guy. You also have Wyndham Clark, who won the U.S. Open. You got Brian Harmon, who won the British Open. You got a lot of guys who, if they perform, it's going to be okay for the U.S. of A. I think. And again, Max Homa, four zero in the past Presidents Cup. He he is very good when it comes to this team play. I just don't know. I like we talked about it, you know, off air, on air. I don't know what to think about this year. It's it's so new, so many fresh faces. It's not like any normal year where you have the All Star Game, basically. Scotty, you've been in numerous Ryder Cups, but have you ever been to a Ryder Cup on foreign soil? No, I have not, and so I haven't experienced that. I know a lot of our friends went over to Valderrama in Spain with Tom Kite. Tom Kite, yeah, uh, and boy, that team with Tom Kite almost pulled off. Yeah. Uh, they were five down going into Sunday, came within a point of winning, and guess who lost a match on Sunday in his first Ryder Cup? Tiger. Tiger did. Really? He lost wow. a singles match to, I believe it was Colin Montgomery. Wow. Otherwise, Tom would have, yeah, they would have tied. Yeah. So. Uh, I know. I've, I've been lucky enough to go to the 99 uh, Brookline. We went to Hazeltine. You were at Rochester, I believe, in, yep. in 95. But it's. I was it's, at Muirfield in, in 87. Oh, wow. That, and we lost that one, too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the the last time the USA won on for, foreign soil was in 1993. 1993. Lanny Watkins, Tom Kite, those guys, Payne Stewart. Yeah, you know, guys. So I, I listened to a podcast this past week that featured Brooks Kepka, and they asked him about the Ryder Cup, and they asked him specifically about Justin Thomas, his feeling towards Justin Thomas getting on the team. They even quoted the the good old boys club, and Brooks Kepka dismissed all that. They saying that. Justin Thomas got on based on his merit and his history with the Ryder Cup. And he said he saw Justin Thomas playing golf last week, and he said Justin Thomas is in peak major form right now. Well, he finished second last week, right? He in did the in, tournament? in California. Yeah, yeah top he, five. He yeah. did, and, and I was watching. You know, I poo-pooed the pick a little bit. As did uh, I. 
over Keegan Bradley. Yeah, the, the Sam Burns pick. Ironically, though, he won the Dell Technologies match play tournament. So yeah. he's yeah. a match play guy. But you watch in 2018, of course, they skipped one year of Ryder Cup, so we're back to the uh, odd-numbered years. Anyway, 2018 in Paris. Um, Justin Thomas, I mean, he played pretty good. Yeah. I mean, I think he was 3-1, and one, and uh, even though the U.S. Mm-hmm. got beat. Yeah. But um, he's – you know, he's kind of like Payne Stewart. You want him on the team. He's a kind of a Captain American type. Would you call him a glue guy? Well, he, he is, and he's part of the frat. Yeah. I mean, he's part of the fraternity and the brotherhood. That, And, and I think there's no question that Sam Burns and Scotty Scheffler are going to be paired together mm-hmm. because they're best they're friends. They're best friends. Yeah, yeah. best yeah. friends. So and that and Jordan, Jordan probably and – and Justin Thomas. Too. I did. I did think it was interesting, though, the way that Brooks kept it quickly dismissed this. Justin Thomas didn't belong. Good old boys club, and he swiftly said no. Hey, we yeah. got to take a break. After the break, we'll talk more on Texas and Baylor. More uh, Ryder Cup. We can tell you, Ole Miss is driving. They're down under three minutes to play. Alabama leads twenty-four to ten. So that's good news for Longhorn fans because we need to see Alabama look really good to keep the Longhorns in the rating. We're at Dirty Martin's Place, Ed, Scotty, and Ben on the 15th Club, back after the news on KLBJ. Hi, I'm Kyle Chandler. I'm listening to the 15th Club at the 19th hole with a martini in my hand with the great Ed Clemens and Scotty Sayers, and I could not be happier. Thank you so much, the great Kyle Chandler, Friday Night Lights. Uh, I'm Ed Clements along with Scotty Sears. Ben Clements on early tonight. This is part of Sports Saturday on KLBJ Radio, broadcasting live from Dirty Martin's Place. Our show proudly brought to you by Texas Mutual Insurance, ABC Bank, with assistance from Zilker Belts. Wow, look at this belt, Scotty. You, this is uh, the Texas the X. Texas X. This yeah. is a gorgeous new belt. Ben Clements is going to get one. All our guests on the show get one. Uh, Zilker Belts, a proud sponsor, along with the Dell Golf, Donald Ross Sportswear, the Muni Conservancy. And what a great event last week with the Muni Conservancy, Scotty. That was fun. That was a lot of fun. A lot of people and a lot of good vibrations. Uh-huh. Monty's Tex-Mex, the Naughty Deck and Bar at the Austin Renaissance Hotel, and the Salt Lake Barbecue. We're talking college football. We're talking Ryder Cup, Longhorns and Baylor in less than an hour in Waco for the final time. The line has now gone up to 17 points. The Las Vegas Wise guys really love the Longhorns tonight against the Fighting Baylor Bears. Also playing tonight some powerhouses in the Pac-12, USC, Southern California. Fight on for victory. They're playing tonight as well. Let's give you an update on Alabama and US, uh, Alabama and Ole Miss. Alabama leads Ole Miss 24-10. This is good. This is good news, fellas, for yep. Longhorn fans because you want Alabama to continue winning. Let's talk a little more golf. And with us now on the 15th Club Live Line is our friend Mark Brooks, the winner of the 1996 PGA Champion, multiple-year Longhorn All-American. He was on the President's Cup. Uh, Mark, welcome back to the show. I know you're working on one of your courses in Arkansas. How are you this afternoon, amigo? I, I'm good, guys. Uh, I'm up here in Wilson, Arkansas. About a little less than an hour north of Memphis, Tennessee. We got a four-wheeler coming by. Uh, we shot some sporting clays this morning, then played uh, around this afternoon. We just finished, and uh, we're going to watch some Longhorns. Well, life is good for you because I understand you went to Chicago this week and played Chicago Golf Club to honor your friend, the the late Lance Tenbrook. 
We did. Uh, we had about nine Texas X guys there, and uh, we had a great trip. Steve Tremere was kind enough to invite me along, and we had a fantastic time. Chicago Golf Club, which I guess famously Ben Crenshaw is, you know, probably one of their more well-known members. Uh, he's been a member there for a long, long time, and we had we just had a great, great trip. And uh, the weather was nice. It was nice getting into some seventy-degree weather for a change. Yeah, no kidding, Mark. And uh, let's talk Ryder Cup uh, already. What are you uh, What are you thinking? Looking ahead to Rome next week. Um, you know, early on, I think the U.S. was we were prohibitive favorites, but then the teams uh, took shape, and we've got some rookies. The Euros have a couple of rookies, but boy, if you look at the first eight or ten players, the teams are pretty evenly matched. Yeah, I would agree. I mean. I guess my take is being it's been so long since we won in Europe, I guess, you know, the odds are probably actually with you to pull it off. But I kind of look at that trio of Victor Hovland, John Rahm, and Rory McIlroy. If if they play all five matches, and I don't think it's a stretch to think that they can't pull down three to three and a half points apiece, that gets them a really a long way towards the 14 and a half points required to win. So that that would you know, basically the rest of the team would only need to pull down about three points. So that that's kind of my theory is that those three guys if they can pull their weight, uh, which I think they're probably the three strongest in the field to be honest uh, overall. The World Golf Rankings, their recent play would also support that. Uh, that all being said, I'm going with the Euros to win a close one by a couple of points. Wow. Let me ask you, Jordan Spieth. Uh, the Texas X will be there in Rome next week. He, his wife uh, had their second baby last week. Any effect on on uh, on Jordan uh, by having the that wife having the baby and rushing over to Europe? Any any factor in that with Jordan Spieth? I don't think so. Other than you know, it seems like their guys have played a little more right up here at the end. So, you know, uh, our guys have had you know two plus weeks off, which. I don't know that that's a great thing. I, I think we'll find out, obviously. But uh, their guys just played B- the BMW, one of their bigger events on the Euro Tour, last week. And all 12 players played. And I think maybe all 12 players even made the cut. So uh, their, their, their players are in form. And I, I just, I'm just i sticking with my guns. I mean, uh, I hope I'm proven wrong. Being you know, Obviously, I'm pulling for the American team. But uh, I, I said this on several shows over the last several weeks. I think it's actually good for the Ryder Cup if the Euros if the Euros would win it. Wow! Yeah, so there's you know, there's the live and all the garbage going on and the you know tour taking over basically essentially taking over the DP, the PGA Tour U.S. Tour basically taking over the Euro Tour. I, I just think it'd be a good shot in the arm for the European Europeans to pull one off. Mark, there's some some of the pairings are starting to leak out uh, possible pairings uh, maybe John Rahm and. Terrell Hatton and Fleetwood and Rose. Oh, that's good. Uh, yeah. Hovland and Matt Fitzpatrick. That would probably be for four balls. And they're even talking about Rory playing with Aberg to Texas try to nurture guy, yeah. nurture one of the rookies. Uh, I, I'm all, I mean, I think it's, those all sound really good to me. It, what's interesting is the, the pairings you just tossed out, guess what? Those guys that we, I, I said need to grab their points, they're split up. Yeah. True. They're not going to put more than likely. They're not putting Rom and, and McElroy together. It, that would be a devastating loss. Um, you know, our our team 
learned that the hard way when they put, you know, Phil and Tiger together famously years ago and they got dusted. It's bad for the team, bad for the morale. And I think that Luke Donald is a wise little, little man right there. And, uh, I know he's getting a lot of advice, but I, I do, I, I know Luke Donald is a very, you know, intellectually sound person and player. And I think he's going to make a lot of the right calls. I, I agree with you, Ben. Got a question? Yeah, hey, Mark, what do you think the, the strong point for the Americans will be? Will it be in the singles play or will it be in the foursomes or the four ball? Oh, they've no- notoriously done better in the in the the better ball portion. So help me out. We're, yeah, the four ball. Four it's ball. four ball. Four ball is be- this is confusing, Mark, and, and we need our listeners to kind of understand because they're going to play four balls on Friday morning and foursomes on Friday that's, that's afternoon. Alternate shot. That's yeah. alternate shot. Yeah. Foursomes is alternate shot. Four ball is best ball. Yeah, right. And we don't play alternate <laughs> shot very much. Here in the United States, Mark, and I think that's always been a disadvantage to our players. So it goes, it goes Friday, four, four ball, Friday morning, four ball, Friday afternoon, four some, yeah. yeah. Same thing on yeah. Saturday, yeah. and then the singles on Sunday. Yeah. I, I, I got breaking news. <laughs> Most of the European players that we're talking about play the U.S. PGA Tour primarily. They don't play alternate side either. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's right. You're, you are They're correct. Good. You know, over over the course of the last 30 years, I mean, I know a lot of people talk about, you know, the reasons, and most of the guys that are in, in close, they'll just say those, their team's made more clutch putts than our guys have over, over the course of the last 30 years. They just made a lot of those key putts. And, uh, you know, whatever, what is that? Nerves? Who knows? But they've made more putts that really mattered, and I think that's been kind of the difference, especially on European soil. Let's also not 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 let's not be, let it not be lost that they're definitely more familiar with the Marco Simone golf course in in Italy than our guys are. No, yeah, Mar- yeah, Marco Simone. They played a, a DP event there. Ironically, Maronch, the pair, player yeah. from from Germany, was not selected by Luke Donald. Is, is it a great golf course? I, I don't. I, I, that, that's one thing Jeff Shackelford wrote about this this week. The Europeans need to play on better golf courses. Why don't you play on the old course? Why are you playing in Paris and a little-known course, and now this course uh, outside Rome? Thoughts on that? I'm going to just say it, Mark, and you can say it too. It's money. Hmm. They buy their money. Money. (laughs) It's money. Yeah. Um, That's. I mean, that's what. You know, guys, I do think the golf course matters when if we're talking about. Heavy rough versus, you know, very little rough, things like that. And I think it's been probably a run. It's probably not as big a factor any longer because those guys play our tour. All those names you talked about, they're all stars on the U.S. PGA Tour. Yeah. Fitzpatrick to McElroy to Rom. They, they most of them live in the U.S. most of the year. So in yeah. the past, I think, the, the, it, I think that. It's probably a little bit true. The Euros were a little, you know, more, let's say, less intimidated by a high rough off the tees. In the old days, they hated it around the greens because they did play more, let's call it, link-style golf over there. And I think that's probably changed a little bit. And uh, I think both sides are pretty much used to the same style of golf course. So I, I really don't put much creed in that, to be honest with you. No, but the Euros know that everything breaks towards the Coliseum. 
<laughs> that's, that's, that's from him. They do know that. What a, <laughs> okay. Uh, the aqueduct. The aqueduct. <laughs> the aqueduct, yes. yes. Well, Mark, I can't wait to have you here next week at Dirties. I know we and, can't wait and we'll to be, have you. we'll be two-thirds of the way through the matches by we, that time. We will be. Okay, Texas and Baylor, less than 45 minutes. I want to get your thoughts on Baylor, before Baylor-Texas before we go to break. Your thoughts on tonight's game? I'm going with the Longhorns, Bob, more than 24. They need a solid, full four-quarter football game. And, oh, by the way, throw a shout-out to the Solheim Cup. That should be an interesting watch in the morning. It's tied up 8-8. Eight to eight. I think y'all yeah. maybe already mentioned that. So We, did, we yeah. mentioned it. We're looking forward, I guess, uh, your friend uh, Finn Ewing's daughter-in-law on the American team. Of course, our friend Judy Rankin's doing the – the commentator, commentary for the Golf Channel. So that's going to be yeah. fun to watch that. Hey, thanks a, thanks a bunch for being with us, Mark. We'll see you next week here at Dirty Martins, okay? You got it. Horns by 24 or more. Book it, Dano. Book it. Okay. <laughs> thanks so much. Mark Brooks, a former PGA champion. He played on the President's Cup many years ago, and his captain was Arnold Palmer. Kind of a cool story. Yeah. All right. We got to take a break. After this break, uh, we'll get you up to date on what's going on. We got some finals in college football. Longhorns and Baylor, and much, much more. Also, next hour we got a couple of special guests that's gonna will pop in with us here at Dirty Martin's place. This is the Fifteenth Club, part of Sports Saturday on KLBJ. Back with more right after this. And all the gold in California. Is Back to Austin Golf Talk on the Fifteenth Club with Ed Clemens and Scotty Sears. I'm Larry Gatlin, and I'm listening on KLBJ Phone App. From Nashville. Talked to Larry this week, and uh, he's always listened to the 15th Club Fantastic. in Nashville on the KLBJ phone app. This is the 15th Club live from Dirty Martin's Place. We're getting ready for the Texas-Baylor game in about 40 minutes and brought to you by Texas Mutual Insurance and ABC Bank. I'm going to tell a little heartwarming story about our friend Luke Wilson before we move on. God always mentioned Luke on the show because he's a big Muni supporter. And it was his birthday this week, so he goes up to the Sandhills to wow. play golf. Fun. Lands in North Platte, and on the way to the Sandhills, as you know, Ed, having been up there a few times, you drive through a little town called Tryon. It is maybe, is there's not even a stoplight there, is there? There's a school. There's a school there's there. There's a sign, too. That's and all. There's a sign and a school, and when, the, when Luke and his friends were driving up there, Al Kaler was with him and, and some others, um, there were balloons out in front of the school. Because it was Luke's birthday. They had heard he had landed at the airport. They put up stuff. Birthday. Okay, so Luke goes up there, plays golf for a couple of days, has a great time. On the way back to the airport, he stops at the school in Tryon and goes in and thanks him for putting the balloons there and then takes pictures, sends them to his mom, who's a photographer. There you go. I mean, that kind of makes your heart warm there. Who doesn't love the Godfather? I know. Everybody loves Coach the Russell. Godfather. Coach Russell. Coach Russell, Godfather. <laughs> you, you name it. He's a Royal uh, Tenenbaums. Uh, the Royal Tenenbaums. Okay, uh, Longhorns and Baylor just a little bit. Let's get you up to date on the Big 12 right now. Kansas has defeated BYU 38-27. Uh-oh, watch out. Kansas and the Longhorns next week at DKR Texas Memorial Stadium. Ben, what game are you watching? Bob, we got Texas Tech uh, at West Virginia right now. It's, it's coming down to the wire, less than two minutes left in the ball game, and Texas Tech is trying to mount a comeback here. They are down 20-13. to 13. A big play is under review. There could be a huge, huge play by the Texas Tech Red Raiders, but, yeah, they are trailing seven with, with 
One minute, 37 seconds left in the ballgame. This would be a devastating loss for Joy. Joy. Um, Joey McGuire. Joey McGuire, the head coach at Texas You've Tech. You've had like nine different names for Joey I know McGuire. I do. But this, this would be devastating because yep. Tech, Tech uh, was a favorite in this game, but they're trading right now. Also, now in the fourth quarter, Iowa State over Oklahoma State, 34 to 20. Mm. Good God, what's happened to Oklahoma State? Well, Spencer Sanders left. Yeah, yeah. that's what happened. He said Ole Miss. That's he's a backup <laughs> yeah. for Ole Miss. Earlier today, Oklahoma over Cincinnati, 26. Sonny Dykes and Ra Ra TCU over SMU, 34 to 17 tonight. Of course, the Horns and Baylor, Sam Houston at Houston, and UCF at Kansas State. Uh, Alabama has won. Alabama defeats uh, Ole Miss today and uh, Tuscaloosa. It was a tough one, but Alabama wins 24 to 10. The Aggies winners today, 27 to 10. Vanderbilt over uh, Kentucky over Vanderbilt, 45-28. Arkansas and LSU tonight in a big SEC game, but all eyes will be on the Longhorns and Baylor. you got some good guests coming in next hour, and I'm going to step away. I'm just going to say 45-17 before I leave. I think Texas hopefully doesn't struggle the way they did against Wyoming for the first three quarters. I'm already looking forward to next week because Kansas. Don't do that. I am, don't do that. I know. I don't want to point. Don't do that. But I am, though I am, because Kansas comes to town. When Kansas comes to town, what do we usually talk about? We talk about Bill Self and basketball, but now we're talking about an undefeated Kansas Jayhawk football team who, ironically, hey, two years ago Pop. they were here and they beat the Longhorns. The Longhorns yeah. are in Waco right now, and you're already looking forward to next week. Yeah, what you, have you been taking today? And then you mentioned basketball. We don't even have them at home. What no, are you no, doing right sad. now? It's terrible. Very, what, very spooky sad. things happen in Waco, and you're already discrediting this game. And I was talking to Marty Akins last night. Marty Akins, the 1974 game. You remember that game, Scotty. That's the game that Texas was ahead 17-7 to at halftime. And Baylor, won, no, they were up 24 to 7 at halftime, and Baylor won 34 24. I was there. Oh, my gosh. Earl Campbell played linebacker for the Longhorns in the final couple of series. What's going on at uh, Morgantown, Ben? Pop, with Texas the, uh, Tech? the long completion for the Raiders was overturned. They got the completion. There's now 1 minute, 13 seconds left in the clock. They're at the 25 yard line trying to score and send this puppy into overtime. Okay, you're Joey McGuire. You're on the road if you score. Do you go for two in Morgantown? Why yes. you have them on the road? You got to. You got to. Another place. Um, I'm going to say no because Tech's the better team. If you're a better team, you don't go for two. I mean, mm-hmm. you do do it on the road a lot if you're an inferior team, but not if you're a better team. Well, they have uh, to score first, and they do have their backup quarterback in right now. Uh, starter was knocked out earlier with an ankle injury. Really? Um, Morton, though, the quarterback in center right now, he came in last week, and he tore it up really quickly. So This, this is a young man from yeah. Eastland, Texas, small I, town outside of Fort Worth and Brownwood. This guy's the real deal. I live with a Raider. My fiance's a Raider, and I can tell you firsthand, they love this kid, Morton. They yeah. love him. They, they, they wanted to see him start today. So, you know, like you said, this would be devastating for the Raiders. I think the most devastating would be – Starting one and three before oh, conference be. play. Yeah, I guess. I mean, okay. Can we pivot back to golf because y'all are going to do sure. football f- for the sure. lead-in for the thing? Sure. And this is our last chance to make Ryder Cup predictions. Yeah. And hold true, Ben. You're the you're the gambler at the table. You're the Billy Walters of our table. Yes. Well, maybe well, not, but. well you know, I got to say, fellas, I love that plus eleven hundred tie. I love it. The, the teams like are, the pretty, are, are pretty equal right now, but. I'm going Euros. I'll hate to say it, but I'm going to go Euros, and if not Euros, tie. I'm going to be a homer. I'm going to take the Americans. I think the Euros have a super team, but I believe super team. I believe in Scotty. I believe 
and Jordan Spieth. Uh, and I think we're going to have a, an inspired Wyndham Clark, an inspired Brian Harmon, an inspired Max Homa, plus a guy who won the Dell Technologies match play here in Austin, Sam Burns. I like the USA. In an upset, they win the cup for the first time since 93 on foreign soil. One of these rookies will step forward, but a couple of them are going to be shaking in their boots. I'm telling you, there's nothing like a Ryder Cup crowd to make you, not to shank it or hook it. These guys are professionals, but they may hit a couple of wayward shots under pressure. I'm going to say 14.5, 13.5 euros. Boy, that pains me to say that. Mm. But... Um, I just think the foreign soil is worth a couple of points. I'm going to make a bold prediction, guys. Justin Thomas will be the MVP for the Americans. He came in a lot of controversy, not a lot of belief in his play. I don't like that he's on the team, but he will be the MVP for the Americans. One of the cool things that the PGA does, Scotty, you know this, Ben Crenshaw will be there, Tom Kite will be there. They bring all the American captains and former captains, Lanny Watkins, who I visited with, uh, last week at Lost Creek, he's going to be there. I think it's a real classy deal to bring all the world golf community together. I do too, and that gives you a, a sense of comfort, uh, inspiration in some cases. And uh, yeah, it's great to have you know the the past captains be a part of this. Yeah. Now they're not, you know, they're not out there. I mean, good gosh, he's got five assistant captains. Yeah. Uh, Zach Johnson does so. It'll 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 be chaos, but it'll be fun to watch. Yeah, it'll be fun to watch, and don't forget the Solheim Cup in the morning. Probably coverage starts at 3 a.m. on uh, the Golf Channel yeah. as the U.S. will try to get a win. They're currently tied 8-8 in that deal, so that should be fun to watch. Scotty, thanks a thanks. million. We're going to go full full blast Longhorn football and also NFL football. Any thoughts on the Cowboys at Arizona tomorrow? Uh, the Cowboys going to win by. 17. I think they will, I too. think they win. Uh, I've got last man standing. i got Dallas and Kansas City tomorrow. I hope they both win. <laughs> All they got to do is win. They don't have to cover. Don't go away. <laughs> the End Zone Club is next, live from Dirty Martins. With Scotty and Ben, news is next here on KLBJ.